Hi everyone, welcome to the DNAMS podcast mini-series, Women in Business. I'm your host, Daniela Schiavo, and in this series, I'll be speaking to three inspiring women. These ladies have been through so much to get to where they are now, and I truly believe that they resonate deeply with everything Emily and I have tried to convey to you. Before we get into the series, I would like to thank everyone who's been involved. Women in Business is a part of a movement that I've wanted to make for years. Taking a step into the fashion industry, specifically in Australia, can be risky. I wanted to show you that no matter how difficult it can be, that it's not impossible. These ladies and their stories speak for themselves. So without further ado, here is episode one of Women in Business. Welcome to the first episode of the DNM's podcast mini series, Women in Business. This mini series is dedicated to bringing you all of the inspirational stories of the women who have proven that it is possible to achieve success in the Australian fashion industry. My first guest is someone who I am extremely excited to introduce. She is iconic to Melbourne's social media scene and an absolute businesswoman powerhouse. Rosalia Russian, welcome to the DNM's podcast. Wow, what um, what an intro. Thank you. <laughs> That's okay. You make me sound really good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll come through later anyway. So before we jump into it, we have a bit of a tradition on DMs. So at the beginning of every episode, we do a bit of a pit and peak of our week segment. So would you like to go first? What's been the pit and peak of your week so far? Sure. What's been the pit? I've had a few mum fails this week. I don't know if anyone saw, I posted on Instagram last night, just the dinner that I served up the kids was absolutely um, (laughs) horrible. It was like footy franks and um, a slice of cheese and some leftover bread from the day before um, because I haven't had a chance to get any grocery shopping done this week. So that was, yeah, that was pretty low, I guess. Um, what was a peak? A peak. Um, do you know what? But then like a couple of nights before I managed to take my daughter to the ballet. Um, she does ballet and she's absolutely obsessed. It was the first time she's ever been to the real life ballet. Oh, wow. It was actually, it was lovely. I, um, I cleared my afternoon like and and that night it was lovely just to have that one-on-one time with Willow. You know, you don't really, as a parent, you don't really have that chance when you've got, you know, two or three or four kids to have that one-on-one time so that was um that was really special she absolutely loved it just a smile on her face yeah um it was probably the highlight of my week oh I love that that's so nice (laughs) well for me my pit would be having to work in retail during sale time Mm -hmm. um it's been like five years and I'm still not not okay with it so (laughs) yeah not much not that much fun but my peak on the other hand would have to be today this interview like I've been really excited for it so um yeah I think people are going to really enjoy it so with that, let's just get straight into it. So for this mini-series, we're going to change our hot seat segment a little bit. So I'm going to fire five questions at you, Rosalia, so that you can, so we can learn the quick facts about you. Sure. So basically all you have to do is answer these questions with the first thing that comes to mind. So um, are they one-word answers? Or can be sentence? as long as you want, okay. but whatever, whatever comes yes. to mind. So first question, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 31. Okay, so how long have you been on this career path? I would say now, um, like professionally full-time, about almost six years. Okay. And in terms of what you bring to your industry, what do you think is your greatest asset? My greatest asset, I think maybe 
from a business perspective is maybe bringing brands to the public, I guess. You know, um, I love working with brands that you might not have heard of and giving them a bit of exposure. And like, we're so lucky in Australia. There's so many amazing brands that haven't had that sort of um, that given that chance to Absolutely. show their show what they can what they have to offer. And I think as well, just working with you know larger than brands in helping them create their vision whether it's you know brand awareness or driving sales to their website or you know creating a campaign for them I feel like I've got a few years under my belt that I know what works what doesn't work what yeah. sells um and definitely what doesn't sell as well yeah <laughs> so, I can imagine yeah. you know now you're that link you're that bridge between social media users and much larger external brands and things mm-hmm. like that which yeah it's amazing so fourth question name three things you can't live without my phone <laughs> obviously <Yeah. laughs> phone phone is my life it's my diary it's my emails it's um, a way of communicating with the kids and if I'm working so obviously phones everything yep um, family mm-hmm. you know I feel like you need to you know regardless what industry you're in I feel like you need to have a great family that when you've had a really shitty day um, I come home and I just pile my shit on my husband yep. <laughs> my poor husband um, you know a great family and friend like a great support system um, and another thing coffee like, oh, yeah. I love coffee and I'm gonna do four thing wine coffee in the morning wine in the afternoon okay gets me through the day yeah (laughs) I don't blame you there Mm -hmm. all right so fifth and final question if you had to choose one city to live in for the rest of your life and you weren't allowed to travel out of it where would you choose to live oh I've got two that come to mind oh okay um am I allowed to say two yeah go for it one would be New York Mm -hmm. um I love New York City I think Melbourne is such like a mini New York and um, I just love how fast paced they are. Like I'm not a beachy country kind of girl. Okay. Um, I love like a fast paced lifestyle, late night dinners, you know. Yep. <laughs> um, so New York City, I mean like, and as I say, you know, if you can make it in New York, you can make it anywhere, yeah, really. So true. Um, so I feel like New York's amazing, but then I am obsessed with Milan as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like I love the Italian lifestyle. And I feel like Milan, you know, usually Italians are really slow, but in Milan, everything's so fast-paced yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so I would say Milan, just for like the food, the culture, yeah. um, but then New York as well. It's hard to choose. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine all of me. You've picked two good ones, that's for sure. All right, so let's begin. So for those of you who know Rosalia, you would know that she has what seems like a never-ending resume. Rosalia, what exactly is your job description? Okay, so the best way I can describe it is I am a brand ambassador Mm -hmm. for multiple brands. Some brands I work with on 12-month contracts and some brands I've, you know, been working for like three, four years, like an ongoing. Then there are other brands I'll do, you know, I'll collaborate over like the racing period or, you know, whether it's like fashion week. Um, and then there are other brands that I'll work with, you know, like maybe on a three, three post um, package. It just, it really depends on what the brand needs yep. um, and how I can help them. Sometimes it's a, it has to be a long-term plan just to really get to the end result. And other times, such as like, you know, for the races, I'll work with a certain designer per day, per look. Yeah. 
So it really just depends. For people who kind of question what I do, the best way I can describe it is, you know, years ago we used to advertise on print media, um, even like websites as well. And people no longer spend that advertising money on print media. They've moved to social media, you know, that you get the results instantly and you actually track your return on investment as well, as opposed to just putting an ad in in the, um, in a magazine and hoping for the best. Yeah. (laughs) So that's the best way I can describe it. You know, social media, like I know it almost has a stigma attached to it because it hasn't been around for that long. I feel like people still not kind of look down on it, but kind of make a joke of it. Like, oh, why don't you get a real job? But yeah. I guess because it's still so new that people are still trying to, you know, learn and navigate their way through social media and really see how we can benefit from it and how brands can, you know, benefit on advertising through social media. Absolutely. Um, and something I would really like to emphasise as well is the fact that you have so much going on and two kids who are both under 10. Mm-hmm. So how old are Willow and Kingston? So Willow's almost six. She turns six in November. And yep. Kingston, um, he turns three in Feb. So, yeah, like six, almost six and almost almost three. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're fun ages, though. They are. Yeah. They're <laughs> challenging um, in different reasons. But um, they are. They are fun. Yeah. So run me through what a day in your life is like. Um, so I have a pretty structured week now. A few years ago, um, especially after I gave birth to Kingston, um, my life was just absolutely crazy and I had no sort of like no routine, no structure and I was just sort of like I felt so overwhelmed. Um, so my weeks are always the same. I'm always at home on a Monday and a Tuesday with the kids. That's my, you know, they're my mum days. Yep. And then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're my work days. Um, so Monday, Tuesday, I'll get up in the morning. I'll, um, I always make the kids obviously breakfast, get them ready for school. I'll take Kingston to the gym with me or he might have sport. Um, and then it's usually my day like to go to the grocery store or just catching up on, catching things. Up on yeah. things, doing the, you know, 60 piles of washing that I need to do. Um, once I put him to bed, then I'll jump on my computer, do my emails and I'll do all the admin that I need to do for the week and actually plan out my week and see, okay, what do I have going on? And then book in whatever I need to book in, then pick up Willow from school, make them dinner, day's done. So Monday, Tuesday, always just mum yeah yep. mum mode um and then my wednesday thursday friday it really just depends i try and get a pilates session in the morning i usually go to about uh the class at six fifteen, so i try and sneak that in yeah um before i do like the school drop off and it really just depends like today i'm doing a podcast and i've got you know back-to-back meetings for the rest of the day um and that's for my shoe company that i'm launching next year so yeah so that's just like back-to-back meetings um tomorrow for example i'm shooting for molden central one of my um long-term clients i'm shooting their spring campaign tomorrow yeah next week i'm up to sydney for you know for a show um, so it look my weeks really just depend on what's going on. There's yeah. no there's no typical day. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that keeps it exciting though. Like it de- yeah, it does. You know, yeah. I mean, maybe a little bit nerve wracking because you don't know what's coming, but at the end of the day, I'm sure it's a lot of fun. So yeah. No, I can't complain. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that I and I'm sure everyone who follows you really admires is that even with your lifestyle and how much you have to do 
which to be honest, it can seem out of reach for some people. You do manage to keep it real. You put question and answer segments on your Instagram stories, you post pictures with your family, you make time to exercise like you mentioned. So my question is, with so much happening, what are your values? I think it's important to understand as well that this is a job. Social media is a, is a job. And as much as people say it's not real life, like it is real life. And like any job, you have moments where you're not working. So I like to share those moments as well on social media, just to, just to um, show that I'm a real person. And it's not just this brand that I've got on there and there's this wall where people can't get to me yeah um like I love doing questions and answers I love um you know if I'm heading out for dinner or something and like people come up to me like oh hi like you know do you mind if we get a photo like you know that's that thing that kind of stuff doesn't bother me at all because at the end of the day you know I feel like it's a privilege to have someone follow you and I definitely don't take it for granted and I don't want to rob you know my followers either in just you know, showing them 10% of my life, you know, that's not fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's not fair. So, you know, but at the same time as well, like I'm not going to show my kids, you know, being potty trained. Yeah. So (laughs) there is, you know, a bit of privacy that, that I definitely, um, stick to, but I think you've just got to, you need to treat your followers with respect and give them the lows of your of your day as well yeah. that's what we're talking about yeah and I think people really respect that because it's not something that is often spoken about number one and number two you don't see it when you are following someone you just see like you said the best things of, that they're doing in their day mm-hmm. and I think even just to hear you say you know that you respect your followers and things like that like I think a lot of people would really appreciate to hear that because at the end of the day it's true they're spending their time to you know scroll through your feed or interact with the posts that you're putting out there so yeah I think I really wanted to touch on values because I think people who are starting out in an industry which can seem quite demanding um, like the one you're in they tend to forget what actually means the most to them it's so easy to get caught up and prioritize work over you know family commitments and I think that your take on things can be so beneficial to so many people is because people who might be wanting to get into it might be concerned that they're not going to have the time to do it all so Rosalia, how do you strike a balance between that work and life so you've mentioned that you take your monday tuesday off but what do you do on weekends yeah weekends are just family as well um and i think maybe people might notice as well that i don't post much on weekends because i'm literally like i'm taking the kids to swimming class and i'm taking them to the ballet then yeah. like you know sundays we go out for yum cha with either like my family or nick's family and you don't want to be that person that's always on their phone as well, like taking photos and having to document it. Yeah. <laughs> so the weekends, like, yeah, weekends are usually just like family or catching up for friends with dinner. We might have a wedding on or a birthday party on. And, you know, you've got to show a bit of respect as well to your friends who you're with. They might not want you to always be posting yeah. <laughs> um, on social media as well. Weekends, as I said, weekends is just family. Um, that's not to say like I might get booked for a job on a weekend and of course you know you make do or my husband it's coming up to his like really busy period so he won't be around on the weekends but you need to have a bit of a balance where you have a chance to switch off because otherwise I know I when I wasn't switching off I was just feeling so overwhelmed and everyone around me as well felt it as well let's just say that yeah it definitely would like reverberate that's for sure so 
apart from the fact that you've managed to use social media to your advantage to a degree in the fashion industry, I wanted to tell your story because I think you have had a really endearing upbringing as well. So can you tell me a bit about your family growing up and coming to Australia and just kicking off that lifestyle here? Yeah, sure. Um, So I was born in Russia when I was born in 1988. It was the USSR. And so after I was born, the USSR started breaking up. I have an older brother, he's nine years older than me, his name's Stas, and he was just having such a hard time at school, Um, like it just wasn't safe anymore. They were having people come in trying to like kidnap kids and it was, you know, it was a civil war and my mum was absolutely petrified of us growing up in that that type of environment. So my mum and my dad, they both worked for the government, so we weren't actually allowed to leave. And what we did was we um, bought a ticket to Australia mm-hmm. as a tourist. We packed one suitcase because we couldn't take too much because otherwise they would, the government would realise yeah, why you're leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you need twenty bags <laughs> to go on a holiday? Like, yeah. So yeah, we came to Australia in 1990. I think it was like 91 with one suitcase. Um, I can't even remember. I think 100, 200 dollars, something like that. Yeah. And pretty much my parents built their life all over again in a foreign country where they didn't know the language no money nowhere to live we relied on family friends and yeah like it's such a long story obviously yeah but I definitely do not take for granted what my parents did for us yeah that's incredible yeah it's something that again not many people do talk about especially Mm. in this industry you know I don't know, seem just, things just seem a little bit easy. So, you know, I can imagine a lot of sacrifices went into getting a family to where you are today. So how do you think that may have impacted you? I think it definitely impacts both myself and Nick because his family was exactly the same. Like his dad, he's from um, Italy. His dad came to Australia when he was three on the boat and exactly the same thing, came from absolutely nothing and just built built his, built himself up and provided such an amazing life for Nick and his brother. So I think it's just that work ethic that's been drilled into us, yeah. that life's not easy, life's not fair, and to not expect anything. I think that's the biggest lesson and we try and teach that to our kids as well. Like you can't just expect toys. You can't just expect for us to constantly be buying you things. Like obviously, like with, with Willow when she was younger, different story. Yeah. You can't really <laughs> teach that to a two-year-old. Yeah. But now that she's almost six and, you know, she wants to buy like a, a Fitbit watch or she wants a new bag or something, <laughs> yeah. you know, we're trying, to, we're trying to teach her that in life you have to work for things. And it's the same in social media. You know, you have to work for things on social media. Yeah. You can't just expect to be given things or whether it's like tickets to an event or whether it's a new dress like you need to like you need to, you need to work for things like everyone needs to work yeah and I feel like I'm gonna sound like one of those people that, that you, the younger generation like <laughs> no go for it we're here for it but um I feel like everyone just wants to be that for example I speak I'll, I'll talk about one of my one of my friends Elliot he's my stylist he's worked from the bottom to get to where he is and he gets emails all the time saying oh hey like yep I'd love to be your assistant and they come and on set they don't want to be steaming clothes they don't want to be doing coffee runs they want to be styling and putting it up on their Instagram for social media and it's it's like life doesn't work no. like that. You have to start from the bottom. Yeah, if only it was that easy. Exactly. And I think that's my main intention with this mini series. And it's just to show everyone that with perseverance you can achieve anything. So like I think the fashion industry, particularly in Australia, seems so out of reach for so many people. And 
sometimes the idea of professionally being a creative or a model or having a small business or being an investor, whatever it is, can be really overwhelming. So I want to show people that regardless of their current financial situation or the roadblocks that might seem impossible to overcome, that achieving these goals is totally possible, but it does take work. So with that, Rosalia, tell us a little bit about how you got started in this industry. So was it just simply on social media? Was it modelling or anything like that? No, it was just on social media. It was, um, the story is not very interesting at all. It's such a, a fluke. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was, I still remember like Nick, he was showing this like new app. It was called Instagram just before we got married. And I was like, oh yeah, like it's kind of like Facebook. So signed up. Um, and then I just started posting photos like, you know, like everyone else, you know, out out on the town or out for dinner with the girlfriends and then I started getting comments like oh where's your where are your shoes from or what blush color are you wearing and I'm like oh it's weird but then I started taking photos oh here are the shoes that I'm wearing tonight you know or here's the blush color that I'm using so I started almost like answering people's questions and from that I just started growing a following and people just seemed to be really interested I still don't even know why (laughs) really interested in my bad mirror selfies and then I got pregnant with Willow and I had Willow and that was a whole new other market the mummy market wow (laughs) wow people started asking me advice on um, my sleep routines with Willow and so I started you know kind of like I guess putting up like little articles to help people and again, like I'm, I'm just lucky that people started following me and they were actually interested. Yeah. Still don't know why. <laughs> then I signed up with my manager who I've been with since the very beginning. So yeah, almost six years. And we started realizing because brands started approaching me, you know, sending me things, wanting me to post things. And we started realizing like, wow, this is actually a business. Like yeah. you can actually earn some money doing this. But it wasn't, social media has changed so much from the time that I started six years ago and it's still changing. So the way that I worked on social media six years ago is completely different to the way I work with it now. And yeah, it's interesting to see see it evolve and change and see how you can work on social media yeah yeah oh, absolutely and it's funny like I've been following you since you were pregnant with Willow oh wow yeah I know I was about 17 yeah. years old and um it's it's true you've come such a mm. long way and I don't know if you remember actually I interviewed you and for those of you listening I said interviewing quotation marks mm. because I've just emailed you a bunch of questions and I was like okay I'm just gonna pop them on my blog see what what goes on and yeah. at the time like peplum tops were a thing and mm. we're wearing like initialed capes in winter like oh that was yeah yeah <laughs> that was that time I remember that yeah yep. yep. <laughs> so apart from your style changing mm. how has your career in the last few years changed you as a person I guess yeah I guess uh, I have been getting a lot of comments especially in the last 12 months that they've noticed that I've changed and yep my style has completely changed one is about growing up like I've grown up when people first started following me I didn't have any kids yeah I had no kids and just in general as well like I'm as I've entered my 30s I feel like I'm yeah I've definitely I've definitely changed so my style has changed but aside from my style, the way that I work on social media has changed as well. Previously, I would have done, you know, a post here, post there, you know, yep, brands want to work together. Yep, great, great. And I said yes to everything. That might be a bad thing to do, but I did. I said yes to, you know, absolutely everything. Yeah. And then in the last sort of like two, three years, I started saying no to about 90% oh, wow. of the work. Because one, I feel like 
I'm in that position now where I'm very lucky I've worked hard where I don't need to say yes to everything. Yeah. And two as well, I would much rather work with a handful of clients and work on a long-term basis and brands that I wear daily. So it's not just when I'm, you know, attending an event that I'm getting dressed by them. Like I wear these brands daily. I use these products daily. I wear the jewellery daily. Like everything's a lot more authentic and genuine. Yeah. And we've seen that it's a much better result as well for the brands because they're not getting saturated on my page. So I guess in that sense, that's the way that we've changed. It's a lot more collaborating with brands as well in their marketing campaigns and in their overall development as a brand. Yeah. So it's not just, oh, yeah, we'll do a post for you. It's, okay, how can we help you long-term? I like that. It's almost like it's a lot more awareness as well because then when people see you, like you said, it's more authentic. People... You know, if you do post a story or whatever, that's quick sort of snippet. People go, oh, hold on. Is she actually wearing that? Like, it's real. Everything's real. Everything that you see me wear on my page is what I'm actually wearing. Where you see me going, that's actually where I'm eating. The skincare products, that's actually what I'm using. Like, you won't you won't see me be caught out, yeah. I guess, in, yeah. in that way. Because, um, yeah, everything now is just so genuine and authentic. Yeah. And it's a much better way to work as well because social media has been around for so long. People are sick of being sold things. And everyone, it got to a stage where social media was so fake that no one was believing what you were posting because it's like, oh, yep, here she goes again. It's refreshing to hear because, you know, people do trust what they see and they want to you know if they're investing in you as a person then they're also investing in the things that you use and I think it's just good to hear that people actually want to be that trustworthy source so moving on a little bit for for those of you who don't know Rosalia has a few very exciting things in the pipeline so the other day you announced that you were nominated for this year's e-news people's choice award for Australian social star of 2019 so firstly congratulations that is amazing yeah thank you (laughs) um so what are the next steps from here so people vote and is there anything that you have to do from there no people vote um I'm kind of really embarrassed about it because I'm not one to beg for things if you know what I mean so I actually we got a call from like e-news going like hey what's going on like can she start posting about it because I just feel so embarrassed asking for people to vote for me yeah I do like I feel just embarrassed but if you're listening and you'd like to vote, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but the next steps, um, I think they're going to choose the winner in about three, four weeks. And then the winner gets flown to LA on the red carpet with the big stars, like yeah. the, real, the real big stars, <laughs> not like little old me, but like the legitimate stars. Um, so yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just very humbled and honoured to be even nominated and even yeah. thought of. Uh, it's honestly amazing. And it's genuinely lovely to see someone who does work hard because we see it when, you know, especially because you have kids, like you do post that balance. Mm-hmm. Like it's really nice to see someone succeeding that much. So yeah. like I, I am really happy for you. And look, that's not all though. So Rosalia, tell us a bit about your upcoming capsule collection with Etoile. So I have designed a, I think it's about a 10 piece wardrobe, a little capsule collection. It's going to be dropping, I think March or April. Mm-hmm very basics and it's all I guess it's it's a nod to my new kind of style as well that I've taken on as we're saying like I've definitely changed my style as I 
as I've gotten older, I just don't have time. Like I don't have time to be working out what I'm wearing. My wardrobe has been simplified. It's back to basics. It's, you know, your blacks, your whites, your camels, your denim, and classic pieces like your trenches, your blazers, a good, you know, denim pant, um, a leather skirt. So everything's just so simple. Yeah. And it's, I guess, yeah, it's a reflection of my new wardrobe because I constantly get asked, oh, where's your singlet from? Like, it's Bonds. Bonds, yeah. <laughs> um, or where are your pants from? Like, oh, they're old season, like, from Vic and Woods, like, two years, two, three years ago that you can't get anymore. So just wanted to give, give everyone a chance to buy my style, which I have never done before. Yeah. So it'll be good. I'm excited. Yeah, that is so exciting. So how did the opportunity come about? Um, so I've known the designer for the twice, Cynthia. I've known her for a few years. She used to work at Acilio and I've designed a few dresses for Acilio. Nothing like, like not a, a range or anything. We know that previously, or Cynthia knows previously, that people seem to like really resonate with what I design. They just love it and the pieces always sell out. So when she started at Twice, she called me to help her out so I'm, I'm excited yeah oh that's amazing so is the design process all done or is there still a little bit more to go no so I've designed everything yeah just waiting on samples and with the samples hopefully it doesn't take too many rounds but it could be two three rounds of samples depending on what we need to change the fit the um you know the button colors and then once the samples are approved it gets put into production then once it's produced, we'll shoot the campaign. Yeah. Um, and yeah, aim to launch it about March or April. Amazing. So in terms of accessibility, where can people find this collection? So it's actually going to be stocked in a few different retailers. So Etoile's current retailers, they'll have a chance to buy the collection. It'll be stocked online as well on Etoile's website. Yeah. And I think it might be stocked in Maya as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, which is so exciting. very accessible. Yeah, like, that's very fantastic. accessible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you'll be able to not only buy it online, but you'll actually be able to head into a store and try it on and feel the fabric and yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes the experience so much more interactive, I guess. Mm. And I think people would really enjoy that. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your shoe collection. Shoes. Yeah. yeah. So it's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time and I've held off because because of the kids. I, I just wanted to spend a bit more time with them. As much as I, I'm still a working mum, I still have my Mondays, Tuesdays at home and I can still do pickups during the week or we still have our weekends together. So I really just wanted to spend some extra time with the kids at home, especially Kingston, like he's only two and a half. Yeah. So the timing wasn't right. He's starting kindergarten next year, so I feel like in terms of timing, it's a good time. I'm going to have a bit more free time to really focus on it. I've previously done a shoe range and I was really lucky. Like it, it sold out, I think like within a week. Yeah. And I know as well, like when I work with a few different other shoe brands here in Australia, that they always get such a good result. So I know that shoes is something that I've always wanted to do. I love shoes and it's been, it's been in the pipeline, as I said, for years, but the timing was never right. So I've just started sourcing, you know, factories and and starting to put business plan together. It won't be launching until spring next year. Okay. But the wheels are definitely in motion. Yeah. Oh, that is so exciting. I think as well, just because like you said, you have done little collections Mm -hmm. here and there with other brands and they have done well. Like just knowing that you've got a background. It's not like you're just running into Mm -hmm. it head first. I, I think that's something that definitely people will be able to get behind i read that you just posted a shoe for a brand and it sold like fifty thousand dollars worth of 
yeah, that does happen yeah, quite like, a bit. Yeah, <laughs> like that's incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I think I think this platform. It's just amazing to see how this platform has allowed you to go and do something like this for yourself as well. So our time with Rosalia is coming to an end. But before we go, where do you hope to see yourself career-wise, say, in the next few years? Like, do you have anything else in planning at the moment? I feel like my main focus after this is going to be my shoe range. Um... And I always said, once I start, that's it. Like, that's it for me. That's that's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm not stepping back. And that's another reason why I think I've, you know, held back. Like, I describe it as, you know, being on a treadmill. I'm not going to get off. Once I get on this treadmill with the shoe range, I'm not going to step off. Yeah. So I definitely want to see, hopefully, my shoe range, you know, expand internationally. Like, I'm not just focused on Australia. I'd love to be stocked you know, overseas as well. At the same time, my husband, he's opening his new bar. So I'm helping him out, but more so in the sense of, you know, um, his social media, styling the venue as well. So I will be busy just helping him like on a day-to-day basis with, um, with his new venue. And as well our kids like our focus is our kids yeah as as long as they're happy they're settled in school I never ever want to put them in a position where they feel like their mum and dad aren't around enough so we always just need to make sure that we have that right balance where sometimes I'll need to say no to jobs because you know Nick's just like he's under the pump or you know vice versa yeah so I feel like in five years hopefully my shoe brand is up and running hopefully Nick's bars are (laughs) up and running and hopefully we have achieved a really good work-life balance with the kids. Yeah, that sounds great. And finally, what advice would you give to anyone who is on the grind, who is trying to make a name for themselves in this industry? Just keep at it. Just don't give up. Say yes to every single job that comes your way, um, which is what I did all those years ago. I said absolutely yes to everything. And I feel like it's well, like find your, find your niche and find your reason why people follow you. It's the number one question I get asked is, how do you grow a following? And I feel like you need to have a reason why are people going to follow you? Whether it's your, you know, a hairdresser, you can offer them, you know, hair, hair advice and show them the products that you're using. Don't just show the end result, show them the steps and the products. Like people want information. Yeah. So with me, people follow me because they want style advice or they want, you know, um, outfit ideas. Or they want to see me failing at like mum life, like, you know. So I guess find a reason why people should follow you. Just don't expect it because it is like it is a privilege for someone to follow you and you need to keep them engaged because if they get bored from your page, they're just going to go to someone else. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. All right. So to wrap things up, my DNM listeners out there are probably wondering what we're loving this week. So Rosalia, you can go first. It can be anything from book, music, clothes, absolutely anything. I'm loving this Melbourne sunshine. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is a beautiful 23 degrees. I feel like we've had such a horrible winter. Yes. It's been long and I'm just enjoying just being, feeling warm. Yeah. It yeah. instantly puts me in a good mood. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Well, for me, I'm loving this website I found called mm-hmm. Crown and Poor. It's really odd, but I think it would make a really cute or, and funny gift for any pet mm-hmm. lovers out there. Basically, you just upload a photo of your pet there and they turn it into a 19th century renaissance oh God, oil curious. painting yeah. yeah and it's like we've got like 
dressed up in like colonel outfits and it's it's oh amazing yeah and I was like wow okay so yeah I've just been obsessed with that and like trying to figure out who I can gift these things to like, oh my god yeah cute. I might get that website because my manager she's got a dog and she knows I'm not a dog person at all yeah but she's obsessed with her dog so that might be a little good a good present for her just to say thanks for everything that she yeah. does for me yeah it's yeah. honestly it looks really cute so yeah that's what I'm loving this week so Rosalia it has been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for DNMing with me so for those of you who are listening don't forget that you can find Rosalia on Instagram at Rosalia underscore Russian and you can find us at DNM's podcast as per usual I will add all of the links for Rosalia's and our social media in the show notes have a great week everyone and we will see you in the next one